Hello, everyone. This is your girl, Natalie Lee Martin, and welcome to another episode of Kingdom Guardians. Y'all, I'm so excited today because our very special guest is not on, none other than my very own cousin, Mikal Richardson. Mikal, say hi to the people. Hey, people. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun today because Mikhail and I got history all the way back to the womb. Yes. So the connection is strong in here, y'all. Now, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about my cousin. She is, among many things, a wife, mother, sister, daughter, friend, and a woman of worship. Mikhail is multi-gifted and a lover of music. She currently serves as the worship director at End Time World Revival Ministries and has a desire to continue to challenge the face of worship. She's currently wor working on several projects, one of which includes Chamber Revelations. So, Mikhail, we want to formally welcome you to Kingdom Guardians Podcast. Yay! <laughs> I know, I'm excited. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> now, today we're going to be talking about living with the loss of a child. And I feel mm. like walking with you along your journey at some point, I wasn't there the entire time, but at some points, walking with you along the journey, there were so many things that you shared with me and other people that was so powerful. And I said, you know what? We have to share this thing with the world. So before we get into your story, tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I guess aside from what you shared, again, thank you for having me. Thank I'm so coming. excited to be here and nervous. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, about me, I guess I was born and raised in Trinidad. I left there. Well, I was born into a min missionary family, I should mm. say. Right. My dad is a pastor and my mom, well, she... Ah, what hasn't she done? <laughs> but um, yeah, they've both uh, been very functional in serving ministry in church and um, in our community. And so I grew up under that. I grew up in the church. Um, and I'm basically, I want to say, we, well, we traveled a lot, moved mm -hmm. to Jamaica, we moved to New York, and then finally Canada. Um, and I'm basically, in simple terms, a daddy's girl. And by saying that, I mean a daughter of the king. Amen. I just I love Jesus, right? Amen. Yes. <laughs> um, above everything, and all my travels and experiences, my highs and my lows, my love for Jesus is what has um, preserved me and kept me thus far. Amen. Um, I'm presently uh, serving in well, secularly. My I'm expressing my love to Him through my job as a alarm response um, dispatcher. Okay. And I, like you said, I do serve as a wife to a wonderful man. Hey, Jeffrey. Hey. <laughs> and I have the honorable delegation to starting two priests, Levi, my seven-year-old, and Justin, my eight-month-old. So to God be the glory, I'm just trying to do what I can do mm -hmm. while I'm here and alive to do it. Amen. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. You did say that you were the mother of two, mm -hmm. um, Levi and Justin, and you said their ages were, can you repeat those ages again for me? One is seven years old, and the mm -hmm. other is eight months, so I'm a new seven mom again. Oh, wow, congratulations Thanks. again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a hard job being a parent. <gasps> 
good lord good children having mm. five of my own i understand the plight and yours are a little bit um spread out yeah. as far as that's yeah with the kids the age group mm-hmm. so was that something that was planned or how did that come about well I, like you said we're here to talk about the the journey mm-hmm. <laughs> to um having a child and so um, initially when I had Levi I had all my um, well honestly traumatic with the journey to that was traumatic so okay. the space between him and Justin I want to say was intentional because mm-hmm. there was a lot of fear in going back there and then I had you know um, which is another testimony I had um, to deal with the diagnosis of lymphoma which is cancer of the lymph nodes and so I couldn't just dive back into to having a child and I, I had to wait a little bit before I even thought about that and okay. I to put my husband through the whole grieving yeah. process you know it's really strenuous when we for us to think about having a child we had to just be mentally emotionally and spiritually ready for what that would look like those nine months would look like right so yeah. I think that it was long <laughs> but it was just in time I would say just one wow. time I was born yeah to just one <laughs> and that's interesting because for some people I know including myself we don't I didn't have that I'm gonna wait and see because mm-hmm. of the trauma that occurred in having yeah. kids you know having babies yes it's traumatic but a lot of people um if they want to have multiple children they just jump back on the horse and do it yeah. again without even thinking mm-hmm. so you talked about the journey of losing a child did, did this loss come before Levi or after Levi uh, that was before. So I had two miscarriages mm-hmm. prior to having Levi. So one was my first miscarriage. I, the baby, um, I lost the baby. At, I found out that the baby had died at eight weeks, but I found out when I was 12 weeks. Right. So mm-hmm. that would have been three months. So I'm here, you know, you're, you're reaching to that point because it, you know how it is when you're, when you are expecting, they're like, yeah. okay, the first three months, you keep quiet because you don't know what's going to happen. And you're kind of cautious as to how you tell that news, but you're, you're celebrating, you know, with your private circle for those who do know, say, so, so yeah. my husband and my mom, and you're like, oh my gosh, and that kind of thing. So you're already beginning to plan. Um, You have these expectations and then boom the way that I learned that I lost the baby when I went to do the ultrasound and then when I walked into my doctor's office he met me he, I wasn't in it, even in his office as yet he was like oh my god I'm so sorry we were in the reception hall because we were there early so we were just like within the reception area and he was like oh guys because we were kind of friends with him and he's like I'm so sorry to hear that I'm like sorry we didn't even know until he's wow. like, oh, you guys don't know. So then he took us in his office and he explained, you know, he's like, these things happen. And of course, when they're telling you like, okay, oh, I'm sad, of course, because I'm crying mm-hmm. at this point and everything. And then um, it's like, you know what? These things happen. Don't blame yourself. But as the hours went by and you replay in your mind, what did I do? And such to internalize that and the ups and downs of it. Um, and then I think it was the year probably a year or two after I um we decided okay we're gonna try again mm-hmm. and that one um was even more difficult because now I'm like okay if that's the case let me pull my boots up because I'll dive into worship and try to get my man um you know get back yourself try to encourage yourself from the previous yeah. loss and then 
I was further along, so I'm thinking, okay, everything should be okay. I was at um, one week short of six months, right? When I lost mm-hmm. the second. I don't know if I'm answering. I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah, you are. You yeah. Are. So one week short of six months, um, and we were just there. You know, of course, my my it was one night, and I was lying in bed, and then I just felt like a gush. So and I jumped up. My heart was, you know, beating, and I just yeah. tried to be as calm as. That's I don't know. I don't know what. That's something that happens with me. If there is a, it's a situation to panic. I automatically, even though my heart might be racing, I automatically just get this calm head, collect myself, and I'm like, okay, let's get up. My water just broke. I know it's probably too early. Let's go to the. So we just went, got up, went to the doctor, went to the hospital, yeah. and we had a. I think we ended up. It was about a week, and of course, when I got in there, the doctor was like, "Well, you're gonna this baby's gonna die anyway, so we might as well this um your the baby's gonna be aborted." I'm like, "I don't. I'm not even <gasps> using that word." So it was a whole. It, so just, wow. not just the fact that I am now well, I'm going to lose or I'm lose or lost a baby. Yeah, but the 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 events yeah yeah that surrounded the whole thing i think is what made it extra traumatic for me i don't know if i don't want to get into the whole you know based on my my hue (laughs) that yeah yeah differently or whatever the case is but in that particular era the expectation of you know certain people and when they get they're just treated roughly and so Mm -hmm. well this baby's gonna be aborted anyway so i don't know you might you just have to um, they wanted me to just, you know, abort and do the, the DNC. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go down that road. I am going to wait and trust God. Um, long story short, I had to, well, the baby naturally just came and mm-hmm. she didn't survive very long. It was a girl, yes. And uh, we named her Mia, <laughs> Mia Richardson. And she, um, she survived for about 90 minutes. And initially, I didn't even want to look at her because I was thinking definitely, you know, stillbirth, like she was not going to be alive at all, but her heart was beating. The most beautiful part of that experience was, I mean, in this wicked environment, because in this dark environment or dark situation was the nurse that came because I... It was so funny that my doctor that I had from way back when I was a child happened to call mm-hmm. my mom. And then for some reason, he, he always asked for me. So and then he was the one that said, go to this particular hospital because that's that's their main um, focus. That's their expertise. Yeah. Yeah. So they they just made it was just different. They took me to a different room where I'm not going to hear like when babies are being born, you know, they have the first cry. So yes, like, your, your mind yes. is being prepared. You're not even going to hear your, your baby cry. When yeah. born, you know? Um, and so, but the nurse that was there, the way she held that baby girl was as if I was, I didn't know. She was like, do you want to look at her? And I was like, no. And then she gave her to the, um, to my husband. And he was like, and I was like, is she alive? And he was like, yeah, how hard is it? And so I just, I was like, okay. And, and her skin was so warm. I would never forget that experience. So that's mm-hmm. why for me, the connection is, you know, that connection you have when you have a baby, for those of you, who yes. have, you know, yes. as soon as you hold your baby, there's this, um, naturally for most of us, I yeah. know that there are mothers that say they've never really connected, but for the majority of us as mothers, as soon as you hold your baby, you felt like this was your child yes. forever. Yes. <laughs> so that just was like automatic. And, um, 
but we held and it was just she was walking up she wrapped her in like she gave her a nice little it was just you couldn't tell that nurse that this baby was not going to be here she didn't treat her like a baby that was going to that was eventually going to pass and her foot you couldn't even hear her footsteps she just walked it was like gliding we looked for this nurse even when we went back there and people couldn't tell us where i'm convinced me and my my husband and i are convinced that she must have been an angel because of the way the atmosphere was just i've never felt so much peace needless to say after that i've dealt with a lot of lows like days would mm-hmm. follow that i would have had like really dark days but that moment is probably one of that that probably i could have held on to that would yeah. just say something was different about this experience so and yeah, and that would have been a year after that we we conceived again. Of course, we um, probably a little bit over a year, and mm-hmm. that's when Levi was born. And thankfully, um, he stayed with us. <laughs> <laughs> we always say we have a daughter. And she's um, she's with uh, with Jesus, and that's how we we talk about. Like we don't um you know dismiss the idea yeah like just just a you know something in passing we really yeah yeah we celebrated we celebrated we had a uh, we had to have a funeral by law but um when we had that funeral i remember us saying you know we had we created us a, a graduation certificate because really and then i remember jeffrey holding this tiny white casket in his arms and walking towards the Aww. graveside Ugh. Wow! To see that, and then you know, like we were all like the we because we we had the funeral at the funeral home, and mm-hmm. then the procession. So we just walked to the graveside, and we people were just singing and just you know worshiping God. And I would have to say, sidebar worship. I mean, is what I'm. You're probably going to eventually ask me this question, but yes. really, what? <laughs> but you can get to it right In now. In my day. <laughs> When I didn't want to sing, didn't want to, but you see, I could, there was a point that I couldn't help. Even when you don't, sometimes when you don't want to sing a song, it just comes up. Yeah. Like it stirred up. And that was probably what, not probably, but what brought me out a lot of times. But like I was saying, you know, just seeing Jeffrey walking with this little tiny casket in his hand and tears running down his eyes and his face and his shirt is drenched and, um, a whole line behind him just you know singing praises and worship and and just worshiping god i mean everybody's kind everybody's crying <laughs> but i remember us saying you know we gave a certificate because she graduated i mean a lot of us yeah. know what what she where she is now is where we're living this we life yes trying to maintain <laughs> not lose our salvation but trying to get to where she is and so she's we looked at it i mean god just gave us that grace and gave us people around us who kind of reinforced and encouraged us and reminded us that you know his grace is really sufficient and so um that gave us that kind of outlook i guess or perspective on it um mm-hmm. that she really graduated and was here to teach to do exactly what you want to do because when you're when you're putting your child I don't care what age, in a grave, you are putting, you're burying your hopes and your dreams. Ooh. Because when you, from the minute you hear, a lot, they say you've, for some people, they've never really planned to have a child and they've had a child, they had a child, right? It was, yeah. oops, I had a baby, but now you're here. I love you. We're going to work this out. And yeah. then there are us that, you know, some of us that probably plan, oh, I can't wait to be a mom. I think I was both. Because I remember saying, I don't want to ever have a child. My dad said to me, nope, don't ever say that. 
because you don't know there might be a day that you want to have a you know what I mean yes and all of those thoughts I wrestled with um but when you have a baby you're thinking oh I'm gonna walk that that child down the aisle prom you're thinking school first day of school all these little you've created this um journey and experience but when that is cut short you just watch your heart go right down that grave and then they cover it up and just to hear the rocks hitting it's just like every every experience is just so real and (laughs) i mean if you try to like if you if you if i were to try to you know just be like let it pass and just um kind of um, diminish the experience by okay let me just get through this day listen every rock that hit that was like boop there goes the your dream boop there goes your um the wedding day you won't be able to dance with if she won't be able to dance with her boop there's the you, every rock that hit you just i felt it literally i don't know for anybody else but this was my experience you know so um like I really said, like it was, I felt like I was down in there with, I with my baby, and um, it was really only Jesus that could pull you out of that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for that long ridiculous. That's about seventeen minutes sharing, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I am. I can listen to you forever because I feel like every time I hear this story, you pour a different perspective into it so it's certain parts that I know and I can repeat but there's certain parts you've never unveiled until right now mm-hmm. and so even for me it's like I'm hearing it for the first time and there's so many nuggets you said in that in in that answer one thing you said it was one of the darkest times but you saw beauty in the midst of a dark time mm-hmm. and I'm trying not to get emotional That's <laughs> like every podcast I'm saying that <laughs> I'm like, try not to get emotional, but every time when you spoke, I heard Psalms 23. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Mm -hmm. I will be with you. Mm -hmm. I will be with you. And he was with y'all as you were walking through that moment. And he sent his angel to make sure that Mia's graduation, she was um, served right Mm -hmm. in the moment. And 19 time, it was enough time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just enough time to make an impact, and this impact that Mia had is going to echo throughout eternity. My God. Because just the fact that you are saying it to me, and I'm repeating it to other people, and now you have God has opened up an avenue for us to speak it to the world. Mm-hmm. Her name will never be forgotten. Yeah, yeah, and her footprint is all over this planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just beautiful how God works and then another thing you said because I was listening honey <laughs> I was listening you said every time the rock hit it felt you felt like something died mm-hmm. you know with you and I, I'm thinking every when I was um watching um that movie Passion of the Christ every time they nailed mm. yes they hit the nail into the cross you hear the thump mm-hmm. and although he's dying he's giving us life through his death and that's the same thing I felt when you were speaking yeah. about me. Oh it's like every rock that hit, yes, your dreams died, but she's living mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? It's like the, what, what we intended for God, and he, he, he so beautifully orchestrates this through every experience that we have. 
what we intend God says, you know, your plan is, is minute compared to mine's. Mine's is way bigger. Mm-hmm. It is way bigger. So a graduation or a wedding, yes, it would have been beautiful, but look what more can come out of this situation. And you know, so even, much more. Not to cut you, but Eve, just to add to what you just said, again, with the thumping of the rock, even though I felt like something died, something was being birthed. Ooh. It didn't feel well. I should say it did feel because you know what? When you're giving birth, it's not yes! painless. Yes, oh. you feel like you're dying. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> wait. <laughs> it is I know. not a pain-free experience. Even not you know, both when I with um with Mia and well, actually sorry, I should say with Levi and with Justin. Mm-hmm. I went. I was like, I'm not taking Epi. I'm just gonna, you know. <laughs> Hold your time to give me that ball, whatever. I know. Two minutes to like the last second. I'm like, okay, you know what? I know I said, but <laughs> the devil tried to. <laughs> and then I did take the epi, but at that point it was useless. Yes. So I yep. tried to kill the pain, but God was like, mm-hmm. no, you're going to have to do this. There's no. And like, God, he can give me, like, I'm bringing it back to this 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 process there was no other way you could teach me whatever lesson it is there was nothing else you could you could do <laughs> there was no other way I, I mean I'm obedient mm-hmm. and the source of the road I had to went to go because sometimes we go down that we we quote a whole job monologue yes because I'm like you know I did everything right I ain't try, I tried to live my life I went to school, no boys, just my books, the will yeah, of God. I yeah, was bleeding day and yeah. night, morning and night. And now Jesus, this? Not once, but twice. So, mm. and I have to walk down. It's like, and at that point, I was just going through some things with my own, like, circle. Like, you know, like, in situations like this, your circle dwindles or it, it grows. Yeah. Whatever dwindling had happened, it dwindled even more. Wow. But, um, so the support that you would think that you had, I really like it. It really wasn't there. So and now I'm so I'm walking this um road of shame because you would hear things like, "Well, you're not a woman until you have a child." Wow. Yeah. We could be we could be nasty like that, uh, humans. Um. So now I didn't have. Not only didn't I did I not have a child, but I couldn't keep one, and so that was something to wrestle with and i the things so the, the a lot of things i think would i guess in terms of takeaways and things that um was exposed and revealed not only are people mean but i mean or the things that wow. that, you think that you don't that's not a part of you or that you would never um practice or allow to inhibit your character they can be both through circumstances like this so you become the thing that you hate so now all those you know quote-unquote for lack of a better word mean-spirited I because I had no resentment and rejection and shame and all these things that people you become you it's so easy to become that you know what I mean Uh in a situation like this and then God had to like that wasn't helping the, the grief process at all so god had to deal deal with me with that um yeah <laughs> yeah 
Wow. Yeah, girl. So I mean, sorry, this is this is a this is very intense, <laughs> <laughs> but it's necessary yeah. because even as you're going through a hard situation. God is still teaching you to walk through it with integrity mm-hmm. and honor. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for you just to be like, screw all of y'all. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> In Jesus' name. I just lost a baby. Like, how are you? How dare you? <laughs> but yeah. to still say, you know what? I'm going to do it according to, to, to the way God wants it mm-hmm. to be done. Mm-hmm. So not only do you lose your baby, now you have to lose yourself, yourself. in Christ. Yeah, because our identities, we do that. Like our identities are so tied up or um, lost in what we, what society is expects of us, or what our parents expect of us, or what we are, you know, our little worldviews and whatever we have. I don't know how we come about the sort the ideologies, but sometimes our identities get lost in those things, um, yeah. in our expectations, and they have nothing to do or reflect anything that resembles the Christ that we um, sing about yeah. and we pray to daily. So sometimes God has to be like, okay, I mean, even though, like I said to you, a lot of things were were. As, as far as us saints were the diagnostic causes of my mind yeah. would have been like my sinful living or you know what I mean as far as yeah. you must yeah. have like Job's friends you must have done something that may have caused you know mm-hmm. God to punish you this way well like well yeah. two things I don't believe God Christ died on the cross for that Christ should not have died on the cross then if it is that I'm going to be punished for at this point, I should be dead because I'm sure it's not the first. You understand? Or many yes. of us yep. should be like yep. dead, not even a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot Why of would us. he take the baby and not yeah, take yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and secondly, I had to look at it as well. That means because people kind of want to put you in a box with that kind of mentality. Like, no, you mm-hmm. have to. I have to now walk in the shame because I know it was something that did that God caused this to happen to me. So I have to. Yes, I have to. I always have to walk in humility, right? Outside of the situations. But mm-hmm. secondly, I have to think of it as if this is the reason I'm being chastised, then the word of God tells me he chastised those that he loves. So, either way, no matter what you so, I had to, like you say, back to identity who am I in Christ? Yes, if he loves me. Because from the minute God, this time, sorry, this time, I'm getting loud. Let me calm down. <laughs> You're getting excited because Jesus is the reason. What the enemy <laughs> desires. We can we can point at people and whatever, but really, sometimes any of us could be used, right? Peter was used, yeah. and Jesus had to say, "Hey, get get a little bit behind. You you out of you out of order, sir." <laughs> and so any of us can sometimes make ourselves available or be devil beaters. Yes, we'll see, but. Um, the enemy really desires to sift us as as wheat. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Yeah. And it was on my second loss, right, in dealing with this, that I realized I had to come to, like, a drastic... My faith made a a switch. So now it was like, okay, God, realizing who God was, realizing who I was in his will, and his purpose and 
allowing myself to be that submitting to to that so if it is that whether or not i have a child or don't have a child am i going to do or allow whatever my loss is whatever my trauma is my trial is to stop me from loving god scripture said what shall separate me from the love of god and yes. so we quote that scripture all the time until you find some separating objects and some <laughs> situations and things that yes. could like um qualify as unjustifiers okay god you didn't come definitely didn't come through this time yeah <laughs> right what can justify your walking away from <laughs> or take take away from your testimony or the thing that you testify all the time your witness you know what i mean yeah. what can separate you from the love of christ and so that came to to um like that became real and i always had this you know my quote faith is my reality so yes. faith is my reality this is a walk of faith and that means i'm gonna have to walk some realities <laughs> that in the natural may be may be painful but because of my faith my assurance is different but my my and god's promise is sure so whether on this side or the other side, I'm going to see God's problem. I'm going to see Mia. I'm going to fulfill the work of Christ. And I'm going to cause havoc in the enemy's camp while I'm wow. here. Because while the doctor was saying abort, the only thing that I'm not, I will abort is the enemy's plan over my life. I said to, I remember lying in my bed and I was weak. I was teary eyed. not, And I was saying, you know what? devil you this was the second time because the first time you like you go through all these up and down emotions and then the second time you're like you know what i'm not gonna go up in god's face and it's gonna be still and i said i'm not gonna abort check away continue to take if you feel like this is because nothing that you do it goes under god's nose or his radar you have to go to god <laughs> so if god allows it god trusts me that much so I'm going to trust the one who trusts me, right? And I'm not going to abort the purpose and the vision or the mission that God has sent me here for or to perform. And I said to God, listen, I'm in shambles. I'm a mess, but I'd rather be broken to bits. I'd rather not know who I am. I'd rather not to be in my right mind and in your hand because I'm out of your hand and I have no comeback. There is no recovery for me. Then I am definitely lost. And I didn't know how to pray. I still didn't even know how I was really feeling about God. But I know that I didn't want to be out of his hand in this situation. Because if I'm telling the enemy that I'm not going to abort what God has sent me here for. And I'm going to continue. I don't have the strength. But I know with Christ. <laughs> that mm. was the only way that I was going to, to be any kind of resemblance of what scripture says I'm supposed to be. Or who God says I'm supposed to be. Man, this was the shortest 30 minutes I'm ever. sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. It was the shortest 30 minutes ever. Man, Mikal, so much power, word. Wow. And all every every time you say a word, it's like scripture just keeps keeps flowing mm -hmm. because you, you're you are literally speaking the word into existence. Yeah. And it's like through your story, I am seeing Jesus come to life. Yes, honey. Through your story. To God be and the it's glory. painful and it's ugly. Mm. 
and it's not something that I would or anybody would say, oh, let me. I wouldn't wish it that. on my worst enemy. This is how painful. I really, and I say that with all my, I mean, like, really, I mean that. <laughs> That's just how painful. But it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like I'm watching a beautiful painting unfold. And it's, it's, it's ugly and it's beautiful at the mm. same time. And that's, man, you, you are living exactly what Kingdom Guardians is all about. Where Amen. We are here to get our children back to the Father. Back to Him. Absolutely. They are His. Mm-hmm. They are not ours. They are only on loan to us by God. And that was my and prayer we... over both of my, of my kids when they were born. Lord, mm-hmm. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to steward them. Yes to do what they have to do in their generation yes. and in the earth. Yes. But yes. these are yours. These are yours. <laughs> these are yours. I have nothing like these. Are yours. I can't equip them the way you're going to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Mia just graduated early. Mm-hmm. She was a star student. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Okay. <laughs> This girl said all I need was 19 Shoot, minutes. Nine, <laughs> I don't nine, need nothing nine, more than nine, that. Nine <laughs> We out here 90 years trying to do stuff. She didn't accomplish (laughs) in 19 minutes. Okay? We're going to do distance learning. (laughs) Why are we this way? Why are we this way? Listen, y'all, we toned it down for you guys so you can get the most out of this because we be telling us the staff. (laughs) We would have been acting a fool, but we toned it down for you so you can hear the word of God. And this was absolutely beautiful, Mikal. I know this is going. This is the first, but it's not going to be the last. Yeah. And before we let you go for today, can you just tell us a little bit about um your project, Chamber Revelations, and what oh. we can expect in the future? All right. So I I think Chamber Revelations is a um would have been one of those things that were birth was birthed out of my journey with mm-hmm. going from loss going from sickness um you know and it was really if it was one thing I can come back to could come back to was my closet time and I I grew up around that seeing my dad on his face four o'clock three o'clock in the morning knowing what that meant for him you know in his closet quote unquote just being able to see God and seeing that time and they taught us that. So we just grew up knowing, okay, you know what? There's a time to set. We just grew up knowing how to fast, how to pray, setting ourselves aside, what it meant to set, what it meant to set ourselves aside. And so, um, and seeing God just make a way when we got up off of our faces, yeah. right? And lead and direct and cause us to triumph and overcome in some, in from the boardroom to the hospital offices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, chamber revelations is exactly that um you know showing what it is what a, a life a prayer life a worship life a personal intimate relationship um with god can birth right mm. so you're going into your secret place your quiet place like when the uh, the prophet was it elijah went in and they, the, the the woman gave him the room and he went into that room and he was in there and that's where he got he came out with a word from god even jesus went away for a bit he had yes. to go away and you know he came back um like it came back more powerful in order to face what what his assignment was so this is what yeah. the revelation is to do just to encourage that and that is not just 
I mean, in within the like we say, four things have changed, so we no longer have just four walls at the church. But mm-hmm. um, you know what we look at as church. So taking you not just those people that function in church as your pastor, your worship leader, your dance, your dance minister, those, but those that are working in the factories, in the hospitals. Now, how the importance of having time spent well with God, not necessarily quality, but quantity time, quantity relationship mm. in order to be effective in the in whatever dimension. So I'm wow. creating a space that would reveal and talk about those things and what that looks like in the different lives of you know every day mm-hmm. and not so everyday <laughs> people so you're having extraordinary moments in ordinary yes. days let's go I'm, honey. Why you about paper? I'm sorry i just can't <laughs> help it <laughs> <laughs> and where can where can we follow you on social media because listen honey you got wisdom you got information you got worship we want to follow you. You can follow me on, just look for Mikhail, M-I-C-H-A-L Richardson. So it's Michael without the E, pronounced Mikhail. On Facebook, uh, you can do the same on Instagram. And I'm going to get my Twitter back up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please do so that because that is to follow for you. Now. And I'm going to look forward, look, look forward for, you know, music and some just whatever God puts on my heart to do. That's where I'm at. I just want to be available to Him. But right now, Chamber's where it's at. Look out yes. for that. Awesome, y'all. We had some powerful word, information, wisdom, a download today. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank Mika for coming on and being transparent and sharing her life and her walk. Man, this is real. <laughs> This is absolutely real. We're not playing any games. It's all about getting these kids back to the one who made them. Back to the father. Until next time, Kingdom Guardians, we out. Bye. Bye. (laughs)